Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The final two games of the regular season start tonight on Long Island. Scoring is up this year. Michael Russo from The Athletic will join Ben. And it's either Florida or the Rangers in round one. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, April 28th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way. Into Capital One Arena. Two days left in the 2021-22 regular season. And the Capitals wake up here on Long Island with a date tonight at UBS Arena at 7 o'clock with the Islanders. After a 4-1 loss Tuesday night to New York, the Capitals are hoping that their highest roads point percentage in the NHL will carry them through to a third-place finish in the Metropolitan Division standings. Capitals have two games left tonight against the Isles and tomorrow against the Rangers. Pittsburgh, who leads Washington by a single point for third place, they just have one game left. So here's how it goes down to decide who plays the Rangers and who gets Florida. If Pittsburgh wins their final game, which is at home tomorrow night against the Columbus Blue Jackets, they will max at 103 points. If that happens, the Caps must win both tonight against the Islanders and tomorrow against the Rangers to pass the Pens and finish with 104. Washington does not win a tiebreaker with Pittsburgh. They've got to finish ahead of the Pens to grab the three spot. A win tonight at the Islanders and the Capitals know that they control their own fate. They'll move into third by a single point with a game to go and then all they have to do is take care of business against the Rangers and then it won't matter what Pittsburgh does. A third place finish and the Capitals will face the Rangers in round one. A second wild card finish, that's if they don't catch Pittsburgh, and the Capitals will be off to Florida early next week to face the Panthers. So obviously a lot riding on tonight's game. If the Caps fail to get two points tonight, they are not going to control their own fate as far as the order of finish. If it seems like goal scoring is up to you this season, you're right. Scoring in the NHL is at its highest rate in more than 25 years. Entering play last night, teams were averaging 3.14 goals per game. That's the highest rate since the 1995-96 season. The Athletics' Michael Russo recently took a deep dive into the reasons behind the scoring binge this season and whether it's sustainable or not. Russo spent months working a lengthy piece that ran last week on The Athletic, and as he told Ben, there are several contributing factors to the league-wide rise in scoring. You know, it's funny because I don't know if there is one biggest one. I, I really do think you take all the different theories that everybody has and you put them all together, and I think that's one big reason why scoring is at just such a high rate right now, why games have been so entertaining. I think one is the quality young player, more young players in the game today, more young players also not only in the game today, but equipped to play the game today. These are confident kids, confident generation. They come in, they're playing at, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, young 20s, and they're just coming in better than ever. And I think that a lot of it is they they play an offensive style of hockey as a kid. They 
learn all these unbelievable tricks, and they're bringing it right into the NHL game. We see with Zegras, and I think it's just going to continue to get much, much better. I think that's one big factor. I think another big factor is it is hard to find quality goaltending right now. There are really only a couple of, a handful of stars every year in the goaltending position. We're seeing goalies get hurt. There's been 120 goalies that have played games this year. Not all of them have been in the in a position that probably could play at a high-functioning level in this league. So I think that's one problem. Another one, Ben, is is I'm, I, I've never seen like the top of the league and the bottom of the league being so vastly different. There are a lot of crummy teams this year. Um, I think that's part of it. And then the other big one is that there really isn't a lot of practice time. So like when there's no practices and you don't rep stuff out in practices, it just leads to less structure. So I think these players, in a lot of ways, are playing the game that they were, the way they want it to be played, and they're just going out and at times ad-libbing and freelancing. And uh, what it's made is for some hot, fun, fun hockey right now. The rule changes, Michael, that the NHL adapted even going yeah. back post 0506 lockout. It's had a trickle-down effect. American Hockey League has changed rules. Junior Hockey Leagues have opened up. Is this also maybe something, has it been trending in this direction? And it has been trending slowly maybe the last few years. It's yep. really gone to another step. But, but does this trace back to rule changes that have been in place a decade plus now? Yep, I absolutely agree. I, I think that's a huge factor, and, and uh, maybe one of the biggest ones is that it, you are now allowed to skate through the neutral zone with speed. If you get hooked, if you get held, if you get obstructed, you're going to go to the penalty box. And I just think that that is one big thing. Is you know, I was talking to Doug Armstrong for this story, and he says how many times he'll watch a game with Al McKinnis upstairs, and he'll have a heart attack because some guy is weaving through the neutral zone with his head down, and players are converging. And next thing you know, it's like a bullfighter laying. You know, the player is allowed to essentially go with speed. So when you have speed coming through the neutral zone as fast as these guys, it's in the defensemen to essentially back off and give the zone away. Uh, it's a less dump and chase game. You're seeing guys being able to skate the puck in with speed and really create what they want to create in the offensive zone. It's, it's for new attracting in a lot of ways. So the no clutching and grabbing. The getting rid of headshots, you know, those are few and far between. We don't see them a lot in the league, and when we do, it's almost a, sh- a shocker. But the league has done a really good job of trying to get, uh, eliminate that, that type of thing. And then the other big thing, the crackdown this year, is, is the cross-checks in front of the net. If you're allowing guys to just stand there and not be battled against, it's creating a trickle-down effect that way offensively. So there's been three or four rule changes in the league, not to mention the streamlined goalie pads and things like that have, that have really helped here. And, yeah, that's all the other factors that I had mentioned at the top. Um, I think that's one big reason why we're seeing just a ton of goals right now in the National Hockey League. The other thing that struck me in reading the piece was the fact that it's also the depth. It's the number of 30 goal scores, the yeah. number of 20 goal scores. It's not just the headliners who are taking advantage of this. You've got mobile defensemen, but you've got middle six forward, third liners, up and down the depth chart. Guys are capitalizing. Guys are putting up numbers like never before. No doubt, and it's going to affect contract negotiations and things like that because, I mean, these you know these agents are going to go in with, uh, hey, my guy scored 30-35 and not pretend like it's a different league right now. And so that that's going to be really interesting where, you know, the trickle down from a financial point of view, how it costs teams and things like that. But, you know, the thing that you mentioned as well is, is from a defense standpoint, there's, you know, the, the stay-at-home defenseman really doesn't exist anymore. Everybody needs to skate. Everybody joins the attack. You know, the old school thinking when you had a defenseman pinch in is that the second that that puck is lost, that he's got to go back and switch with the forward that was covering him. It is no longer the case. You're seeing havoc created. 
because the defenseman, once he joins the forecheck, he's pretty much staying down there, and they're going to just trust the fact that there's a, a forward back and covering his position. And it's created for a lot of confusion. And, again, when you're a defense that doesn't practice a lot, and all of a sudden you have a lot of things that are going on that you never game plan for, I think it leads to more holes in the game, more less structure, and, and more fun. And so, you know, there's a lot of, you know, Kel McCarr and Adam Fox, these are special defensemen, John Carlson. But there are now other defensemen that aren't nearly as skilled, aren't nearly as mobile, that are still allowed to join the attack. And when you have now four guys joining the attack rather than the traditional, you know, two guys down low and a third guy high, it creates more offense. And so we're seeing now just a lot of uh, offense because of that. How long did this take you to put together? I was working on it for a couple months. Uh, You know, it's something that we wanted to do a project. I went down to the GM's meetings and I talked to a lot of people, talked to a lot of players, um, you know, talked to Zegris on the phone and things like that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes with the lack of access that we get this season just because of the pandemic still. But, um, you know, it was a, it was a fun story to uh, write. And, and, you know, the other thing is, you know, again, when you're a beat writer and you have, you have a certain way that you do things and there's, you know, you, every day is sort of the same. It just made for a, sun, a fun side project to do on the side. And, you know, and, and I was real happy with it. It could have been double the size. There were still a lot of things that we cut from the you know, the final uh, thing, or it could have gone on forever, but it was just a fun story to write. And I've enjoyed, you know, again, covering this league this year. It's been just, you know, to me, I rather watch this type of hockey. I know that there are some old schoolers that yearn for the 2-1, you know, game and things like that. But, you know, when you're a beat writer that's covered the Minnesota Wild for 17 Mm -hmm. years and you get to finally see goals, it's kind of of refreshing. There's no doubt about it. Well, we'll leave you with this then. You say it's taken, it was months in the the works, and it shows, again, very well done. But the other thing worth noting is sometimes we see goal scoring on the rise early in the season, and then by the second half of the year, teams tighten up, etc. I'm not going to say you lucked out, but it worked out nicely that that's not the case. Goal scoring is even up the second half of the season. Yeah, and that, as you mentioned, man, I mean, that almost never happens. And I think that's, again, a, I think the one sign there is is that is the lack of practice time. You know, the players have taken over the game. It's no longer being, uh, you know, I mean, Bill Garrett even joked with me, you know, who, who kills the game? It's coaches, right? And I'm sure that there are a lot of coaches out there having heart attacks, but if you're a coach that's willing to adjust and just accept that this is the new way that the game is being played, I think that you're will, you're going to be a successful team. But, um, look, this has been a, a fun, fun season. I think a lot of uh, fans have been entertained. I know Caps fans uh, are always entertained because they got the luxury of, uh, you know, watching guys like Ovechkin forever. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, you know, around the league, when you're a fan base that is not traditionally used to seeing like this, I think that you're excited about this new brand of hockey that we're seeing on the ice every night. Well, it's a great piece on The Athletic on the NHL scoring boom. You could find it on The Athletic. You could Google Michael Russo NHL scoring. You'll get down to it and appreciate the time here, Michael. Appreciate this. Thank you. Yep, see you, Ben, and lots of luck the rest of the season. Interesting stuff with Michael Russo this morning as he chatted earlier with our Ben Raby. Caps and Islanders tonight at 7, Caps and Rangers tomorrow at MSG, and that puts the wraps on the regular season. You can hear the games anywhere on Caps Radio 24-7, heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great game day Thursday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.